Hey, this is Dr. Uh, Bill with just the tip with a subsection in urology school. These segments are really geared towards new nurse practitioners and physician assistants, along with medical students and junior level uh, interns and residents who want to get a taste of urology. We're going to highlight specific areas in the core curriculum of urology and try to give you some insight on how to navigate a lot of this heady information. The, the first segments really we're going to use as a start off point will be the anatomy and uh, physiology of uh, urologic organs, uh, their innervation, their blood supplies, the hormones they produce, and how they respond to different medications. It can really be overwhelming. And our purpose is not to overwhelm you, but just to give you a little bit of insight and a little bit of basic information specifically in anatomy and physiology. Think of this as just a skeleton that you're going to peruse. Uh, we're gonna give you a number of sources uh, to uh, look at uh, throughout these uh, presentations. And don't get too much into the weeds. Don't worry about embryology uh, or pediatric urology because that's not my area of expertise nor what uh, I want uh, all of you listening here uh, to uh, have a full understanding of. Embryology is cool. If you're going to uh, work in that area, pediatric urology, cool. If you're going to work in that area, but let's talk and focus upon uh, adult male and female uh, urologic issues. And we're going to do this not to memorize anything. We are, uh, we're not here to really have you quote verbatim the information that I'm going to throw out. It's really as a guideline to understand what's going on clinically. So when you're seeing patients or hear about case studies, you have an understanding on how to respond. And you also have some familiarity with where you can go back to and study in more in depth. So we're going to talk about a number of things under anatomy and physiology, and I, and I certainly want to give uh, credit to the American Urologic Association. Uh, many of you who are listening will have access uh, to their core curriculum, and we're going to use that right now as our guidelines in the future. Uh, there are a number of other uh, texts and uh, videos um, and research papers that are out there that can add more light. Certainly there's nurse practitioner and physician assistant handbooks, handbooks for medical students, specifically neurology, and we'll outline uh, those as they uh, come up. But right now we're gonna look really at the uh, AUA, American Neurologic Association website. We're gonna follow, at least for these next few sessions, uh, the core curriculum and the first one, the first area or category that we're gonna look at is anatomy uh, in physiology. Obviously, we're looking at uh, the kidneys, the ureter, uh, the bladder, um, the adrenal gland, the um, prostate area, seminal vesicles, fast deferens. All those things come into play when we have urologic presentations. There will be concerns of bladder dysfunction. 
There'll be concerns of urinary retention, urinary incontinence, bladder infections, kidney stones, erectile dysfunction, uh, testicular pain and malignancies of, uh, of various kinds. When we look at bladder function, the physiology, look at the anatomy, not to memorize anything, but to kind of get an idea of why certain things are occurring with two major functions of the bladder, for instance. And that is the bladder needs to expand to hold urine and to contract so it can expel the urine. And in addition to this expansion and contraction of the bladder, there's got to be a door governing this. There's got to be opening and closing of the door. When the bladder is expanding to store urine, that door has to be shut so the urine doesn't leak. And things that shut that door will be a big prostate or a tight urethra, a tight bladder neck, looking at other pelvic organs uh, uh, surrounding the bladder and the bladder neck, uh, the rectum, uh, the uterus, vaginal tissue. Uh, people who are constipated may have problems. These are external pressures where the door is tight. And when we want to expel the urine, the bladder's got to contract, and that door has to be open. Uh, the rectum has to be uh, free of stool. The prostate has to be relaxed enough where the urethra, that tube that drains the urine, is open. Uh, women who have bladder neck contractures, tight bladder, uh, pelvic masses that are constricting externally have to have those areas relax or be open in order from order for them to urinate um, more freely and more efficiently. So it's expansion of that bladder with closing of that door and contraction of the bladder with opening enough that door, whatever that door means based on your general health, based on uh, your neurologic status, uh, your bowel function status, a number of different things. So look at those concepts or think of those concepts when you're reading about um, particular anatomy. You'll want to know when you're learning about the testis and the seminal vesicles and the prostate and the vas deferens, what the hell does that have to do with uh, infertility and sexual function? When you're looking at renal anatomy, looking at how the anatomy and how the blood flow to these particular organs, the, the, the kidney, for instance, will monitor or will um, have anything to do with fluid and electrolyte balance, dehydration, urinary uh, tract infections, uh, stone management, a number of uh, different things. When you look at the pelvic anatomy and understand that there are new concepts in pelvic pain, new concepts on pelvic floor health, new concepts on why people feel like they have urinary tract infections, but we can't find any bacteria within the urine, that a lot, a lot of that has to do with pelvic anatomy, pelvic tension, the ability um, to relax the bladder uh, and the ability to tighten the bladder at the or pelvic muscles around the bladder at the correct time. 
And then additionally, we can look at the anatomy, the organs, and the proximity of these organs to other organs, and we can get a better understanding of presentations on malignancies. How does cancer of the prostate, cancer of the bladder, cancer of the kidney, cancer of the testes as well, how does that impact um, the clinical presentation? And certainly, how does it impact uh, forms of treatment? How do we gauge our treatment based on the organ involved and the proximity of that involved organ with other organs as well? So there are a lot of things that we can glean from the anatomy and physiology uh, portion of the core curriculum without sitting down, writing things down, uh, feeling miserable about trying to uh, memorize and just get basic concepts. Again, what we're looking for is a comfort level in taking this information and using it clinically as an effective uh, provider, whether you're a nurse practitioner, a physician, a physician assist uh, assistant, uh, resident, intern, or medical student. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the series.